Greetings, comrade. And welcome to another issue of WandaVision Podcast. I believe it deals with 7th episode of WandaVision, but who really cares at this point? It's a sad, sad state of affairs in WandaVision land. I mean, this may not be a fair comparison, but Mandalorian, not one single episode that I walk away from that show being like, I think I need to stop watching. The only reason I'm going to keep watching is because I'm almost towards the end. How does one take a show that stars or supposed to star my favorite character in the world and make it something that I'm like, if I didn't do WandaVision podcast, I would definitely stop watching right now. Listen, I love pizza and not all pizza is made equal, but it's pretty hard to screw up pizza to the point where I'm like, yeah, never again. The only pizza I've ever eaten where I'm like, I will never eat that again is the pizza I had in middle school where instead of putting tomato sauce, they put in ketchup. We're not quite there yet with WandaVision, but it's getting close. Actually, I take that back because by the end of this episode, they put on the ketchup. Oh boy, get ready because here comes the ketchup. And it's a damn shame because it started off really well. It started off funny. It started off interesting and poignant. And I like the, I'm assuming it's The Office, but I realize I'm really out of touch. I haven't watched sitcoms since like the late 90s, maybe into the early 2000s. Like Friends, Seinfeld, although I did watch Happy Endings like in the 2010s, but that's been it. So I recognized nothing ever, but I think this was The Office and it was nice. I enjoyed the style, the breaking the fourth wall. And I don't know how to put it, but more like a loosey-goosey type of comedy. Like that reckless, you can kind of imagine it happening in real life, but it's kind of reckless for her to be like, to her young, impressionable children. All of life is just meaningless. I both laughed and felt warm on the inside. I'm like, yes, you're right, Wanda. Finally. And like Vision was out of the picture. I'm like, this girl is prime for me. She's one phone call to the local pizzeria away from being two peas in a pod with me, you know? And there was no laugh track. So it was me willingly laughing because it was actually funny. And when Agnes was like, oh, don't worry, I won't bite. And then they cut to her doing the the interview. And she's like, well, I did actually bite a child once. And I laughed so hard. I'm like, yes, they're going back to the comedy. It's not gentle anymore. And it's not gentle anymore. This is my type of comedy. Dark humor, that's my move. Dark humor derived from depression. Are these guys reading my mind or what? And then Darcy Lewis showed up and reminded me all good things must come to an end. Because remember how last week I was like, oh, I wonder how she'll be transformed. Is she going to become like Agnes, this old-timey, you know, chipper, sweet girl next door type? Or is she going to become a supervillain? The biggest Karen of all time. And the answer to that is neither. For whatever reason, the writers decided, you know how everybody and everything that goes through the hex changes? When it goes through, it becomes something completely different, unrecognizable from what it used to be. Yeah, we're just going to ignore that that happens. 
we're just going to keep Darcy Lewis exactly the same. It was just the same old Darcy Lewis. Snarky and sassy and annoying. I don't understand what Disney's going for. Maybe they're like trolling. They're like, yeah, careful what you wish for. You want a strong, independent woman who's not quiet and smiles and is just there to for eye candy and to flirt with the main hero? Here, you can have this annoying chick. Because nobody likes this. Maybe other sassy, snarky, social pariahs love her because they're like, finally... Someone like me on TV, I'm finally being represented. Everyone else was wrong. This is what it's about. This is the way you're supposed to live. Outside of that, no one likes this person. No one wants to deal with a person like this. And I understand. They're trying to break from tradition, you know, have women not just be seen as, you know, uh, know, frail and submissive and always likable and stuff. You know what? What's wrong with being likable? What's wrong with being nice? I'm not saying you need to be nice every single moment of your life to every single person in every single situation. No. Sometimes you gotta not be nice. Sometimes you gotta put your foot down and maybe use some choice words, right? Let's just hope mama doesn't get word that you use those words or she gotta wash your mouth out with soap. But in general, we like likable people in real life and in shows and movies surprise surprise kitty surprise so i don't understand what they're trying to accomplish here like if you ran into a darcy lewis in real life like let's say at work whatever that may be and darcy lewis walks in and you have to deal with her making some ridiculous demands And when you politely explain to her, oh, that's uh, actually not something that we do here. That's not the way we do things here. And she proceeds to give you a hard time, maybe berates you a little, sassing you out, giving you a lot of attitude and making you feel like you're a stupid jabroni for, you know, not adhering to her ludicrous demands because the world revolves around her, don't you know? When you run into a Darcy Lewis, you're just going to be like, uh, I guess I'm having a bad day at work today. It's gone to the point where I found the gag where they were constantly being stopped by different things, uh, a construction crew and then kids on a field trip. I found that to be kind of funny. It's general humor, don't get me wrong, but at this point, I'm like, I'll take the general humor. In fact, give me more general humor. General humor all day. Hey, Animated Kenny, you've been awfully quiet today. What's up, bud? Oh, no, I'm not getting involved anymore. Forget this show. I'm on hiatus. I hear you, bud. I hear you. And yeah, I just couldn't enjoy the bit. I mean, I found it funny on, like, a perhaps emotional level, but mentally I was just like, nah... Darcy Lewis is involved. She ruins everything. And yeah, at this point, me watching this show has become a professional obligation. That's it. I foolishly decided to do a WandaVision podcast. And here we are. 
having to watch why I never would have imagined this in a million years that I would be like, oh crap, I have to watch this Lizzie Olsen led project. Man, I'm telling you, I watched Ingrid Goes West. I can't even count how many times. I love that movie. It's it's a little tough to to sit through at the end, but like when things are good, it's such a charming and fun movie. But WandaVision is always like the ending of Ingrid Goes West. It stinks. And no, I have to be specific. What stinks is any time they're outside of Westview. That all is garbage. It is actually disrespectful to all the people who design the costumes, make the costumes, design the set, and build the set. Why put in all that time and hard work if you're not going to use any of it? If you're literally there for like maybe five minutes on a 20-minute show. Like they're advertising... It has like a sitcom that moves through the generations. Like you're going to get to experience this sitcom unlike any other that is inspired by the best of each generation. And it is like so partially true. It's like going to prom with the hottest girl in school, but she's there because her folks are friends with your folks and she doesn't dance with you while you're there. You know, you get to take a picture with her, but then she's with the quarterback, right? And here, this show is the perfect example of the Marvel formula failing. Everybody knows the Marvel formula now. They've been doing the the exact same movie for the past 12 years or whatever, right? Serious, serious, jokes, jokes, serious, serious, jokes. And for the most part, it works. For the most part. There's definitely been times where I'm like, that is not the character that which is stupid why did you do that that just kind of undercut all the tension and drama you've been building that's not necessary but for the most part that doesn't happen usually it's like oh that's great that's just making this movie more fun and enjoyable but here the two worlds are clashing literally and it's not working or maybe i'm the only person on this planet that feels this way Maybe everybody, when they tune in at the beginning, is like, eh, it's so funny. And then when they cut to the Cat Denning stuff, they're like, eh, she's so funny and sassy. We like. And then when Monica Rambeau comes on, they're like, ooh, she's so strong and independent. All the women, the women, women, throw your hands up at me. And then all the sword, sword stuff. They're just like, oh, he's a bad man. But it's so cool because it feels like an Avengers movie. Well, if I put it that way, you'd have to be a complete dim-witted fool to behave that way. If you're just going scene by scene, just like changing modes, essentially. It's jarring is what it is. It's too big of a difference in tone. And this episode actually almost got it right. Because that's what you kind of have to do, right? You can't have your cake and eat it too. It's very hard to pull off comedy and drama at the same time. One usually has to give out. Or you end up with this where it's like, whoa, it's like so funny one moment. And then like the world's ending the next. It is hard to pull that off. But in this one, they almost matched it. They almost got the tones to match. It was pretty bleak in her world, and they went with dark comedy to match the nonsense of the outside world. 
And honestly, I tried my best because I realized maybe I'd been going about this wrong. That maybe the problem with me not liking it is because I've gotten it in my head that it's supposed to be a sitcom and it's just not a sitcom. It was a sitcom for the first two episodes and it's not. So I'm like, all right, don't look at it like a sitcom. Take it for what it is. And then, of course, they hit me with the jokes. They finally get the sitcom part right. I'm like, okay, so much for that plan. Let me just accept what this show is then. Because again, maybe I'm the only person on this planet who doesn't like this show. I've definitely not looked at other people's opinions. I finally, for the first time in my life, pulling off what I've always said I need to do. And that's not care about other people's opinions. And so I have not looked into other people's opinions. But I've come across a couple... Uh, as I said, people keep spoiling stuff on Instagram, and I scroll through one post one time, and I and I saw the caption as, this scene was so crazy. I'm like, sure, this scene was crazy, but I guess you'd have to isolate that from the context of the rest of the Garam show. Because gee golly, that was a cool moment. It's just unfortunate that the rest of the episode wasn't nearly as exciting. And I read a Kevin Smith tweet like 20 minutes ago where he was just singing the praises of this show. He went, it was something along the lines, oh, you know, the only worse thing than this show ending is it had ended on this cliffhanger with this earworm. And I'll agree, it was a catchy song, but in the context of what was going on, I'm like, oh my goodness, this this is the deal breaker right here. Like I totally walked away from the my computer and was like, I think I'm done with the show. And I had to talk myself into it as I was going into the kitchen to make something to eat. I'm like, no, no, I've committed. I said I'll do 10 of these, so I'll do 10 of these. But the problem with going on what some random IG person is talking about is they could be dim-witted. They could be a teenager who doesn't know left from right at this point. And just eats up the good moments and not understanding the larger context of what's going on, right? And the thing with Kevin Smith is, and I don't want to talk smack about Kevin Smith, because this podcast exists because of Kevin Smith. I started podcasting at the worst low of my life. And it was because Kevin Smith on Hollywood Babylon was like, just start a podcast, man. It'll make you feel better. It could save your life. And it did. So I don't want to talk smack about him, but the problem with Kevin Smith is he is so baked all the time. He's a wake and bake guy, so he's just always high. He has little to no perception of reality. Everything's just great to him because he's rich and he's high all the damn time. He just kisses everybody's ass. That's what he does now. And nobody likes a Debbie Downer. That's why the Kenny Ho Show is one of the lowest rated podcasts in existence. But at least I'm real. Being positive is absolutely necessary. Certainly useful, but more so necessary in order to get through life, right? But there's a line on how positive you can be. You have to be real at times. Just like going the other way. That's why I liked this episode because it was so relatable. Like, I like the beginning of the episode. Let me correct myself. Because it was so poignant and relatable. We've all been that Lizzie Olsen. We've all been in bed and not wanted to get out. We've all just needed a mental health day. In my case, I've needed a mental health decade. 
And I feel like that early stuff worked because you can totally joke when you're feeling down. In fact, during the worst of times, I still tried to joke. I didn't want to be somebody different. I'm still trying to be myself. And through that sense of humor, I feel like I've gotten through a lot in life. And I think a lot of people have done that as well. And they got that right in this episode. They had the right tone of humor. It was way to the hell bleak last week. And this week, they found the way they should do it. She's depressed, yet she still has her sense of humor. It's just dark. And it worked. It was funny. It was something to go on. But they threw that out in favor of more. Isn't Monica Rambeau just so courageous? Look at her just doing the impossible, pushing through into the hex, doing something that seems like no human should be able to do. Isn't she amazing? And honestly, maybe if it's the first time I've seen it, cool. Yeah, it is amazing. But honestly, we're all on to you. We all know how movies and TV shows operate now. Let's be woke. Let's let's write a character, a woman, not even a character. Let's write a woman who's strong, independent, has no flaws, can just do it all. Oh, and let's make sure she's also black. That'll show them. That'll show those evil men. Hey, listen, if you want equality, you should probably just write a woman exactly how you would write a man and not as superwoman with no flaws because then that doesn't scream equality to me. That just screams, well, first of all, bad writing, but secondly, dominance. And when you try to dominate people, they ain't going to like it. That's why when you go woke, you tend to go broke. Like I was legitimately annoyed when Wanda picked up Monica Rambeau into the field there with her powers and somehow she was able to counter it. I'm like, where did this come from? Now I understand throughout the episode, Wanda was losing control. Oh, and I was hoping it was going back to the 50s. I'm like, oh my goodness, are they going to wise up here and take this back to its sitcom roots? But no, she just, you know, changed things back. But yes, I get she's losing control. And this is yet another example of it. But honestly, they did this. And then not three minutes later, they make her really lose control and lose power and look weak. So there was no need for this. Because she just got defeated twice in like less than three minutes. You just made the star of your show, your main character, look weak. To put over a secondary character who, quite frankly, is not memorable. Like, what I will remember of her when this show is long gone, maybe as early as next year. Oh yeah, remember how they screwed up WandaVision by not making it all about Wanda? When they had all kinds of other characters and other agendas they were trying to push, and it robbed that show of what it could have been? I don't understand. Why don't they just give us what we want? And not try to cram down our throat. And what you want is wrong. This is what you actually want. We know better. It's like, no. I don't want Monica Rambeau. I watched Rambo the other night. I watched Sylvester Stallone. And it was just two hours of this dude whooping ass. Firing arrows in the guy's heads. Jumping on the back of a cannon and blowing away an entire army. And I'm like, this movie's awesome. Because this is what I came for. They're giving me exactly what I came for. Imagine going to a burger joint 
and asking for a cheeseburger and they're like, nah, we don't do that here. We only do vegan, non-gluten, non-dairy, soy, plant-based burgers. You would, what, what are you going to do? You're going to spend $15 and eat that? No, you're going to leave and go down the street to the local McDonald's and get yourself a couple dirty Big Macs. I'm telling you, Disney Plus, I don't have to use Disney Plus. Entertainment is abound now. I can, I can play video games. I can listen to podcasts, which are free, by the way, for the most part. I can listen to music. I can use other services. Can you just give us what we want? We came for WandaVision, and honestly, this show is good when it is Wanda and Vision. And it's only nine episodes. I get, like, why other shows have to have a bunch of characters, because they're like, well, we're trying to get commercials and keep this show running for 10, 15 years if we can. So we need as many characters and as many stories as we can cobble together. You got nine episodes, bro. 20 minutes each. This You basically have one movie, the length of a feature film why the hell would you put Darcy Lewis and Monica Rambeau to be the star if this was a movie of the Scarlet Witch and Vision movie? That makes no sense. I am a former actor of color. And even I'm like, enough of this nonsense. Can we just like focus on telling a good story and an entertaining, thrilling ride and not politics, gender politics, race politics, in their case, all in one? And if you're going down that road, if you need to inspire idiots in real life to, you know, understand that everybody sucks. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, or otherwise. I feel like they also need to educate people that there's more to diversity than just black and white, right? There's a lot more races. So if you're going to go down this road, hashtag Asians are human too is a thing right now. So why don't you get some more Asian people on screen? If you're going to screw up a show to empower a people, then throw some Asians up on screen. Doesn't need to be me. And I'm not talking about me. Like, you'd lose a lot of ratings you throw me up on screen. Go cast a hot Asian girl. Why not? Little Asian girls need to feel empowered too. And if she's a hot Asian girl and not a very plain-looking black girl... Your male demographic, which I assume is like almost everybody, would be thrilled. Oh, and I almost wrapped the episode without speaking about the thing that broke the camel's back. Like, I could deal with all the other stuff because I'd gotten used to it. And there's, I mean, it's still Lizzie Olsen. It's still when she's on screen, when Vision's on screen. Those are the best parts. Like, anything in Westview is good. It's really baffling. For a show that's called WandaVision, it's baffling how little Wanda and Vision are actually in the show. When they're on, it's great. So there's still something I like watching, like Agnes. Agnes has become one of my favorite characters because, for whatever reason, old mustache is gone now. But she's great. I loved when she stepped in to help Wanda. I'm like, yes, that's her girl and she's got her back. What a likable character. I love this dynamic. But no, not a minute later, turns out she's the big bad. She's the villain of this show. She's Agatha Harkness-less, something like that. I'm like, oh, great. Isn't in the comic books she's like one of Wanda's pals? Like, doesn't she teach her magic or how to use it or something like that? I mean, I could be wrong. I really haven't read any of the comic books. I started on... Like, whatever the newest one was. And then, you know, 
got sidetracked with uh, mental health issues and such. But never mind that. They took away my favorite character. Well, you know, side character. Took away my favorite side character. They upped Monica Rambeau's role. She's like a superhero now, I guess. Kat Dennings is now in the hex and she's as annoying as ever. And they downgraded Agnes. What the hell, Marvel? What in the hell? Now I have to root against Agnes. You're giving me nothing to work with. But I'll be back next week. Not because I want to, but because I said I would. Even though it's pandemic times and everybody's like, well, what else are you going to do? So do this thing that you don't really want to do because you've got no other choice. I'm in the middle of the Kenny Ho Show 300. I got plenty to do. In fact, I'm already behind schedule. I've been recording way too long. So to spare myself, to spare you more negativity in your day, it's time to call it a day for now. I will talk to you. If you don't bother with the Kenny Ho Show, I will talk to you next Friday. But... If you do pay attention to the Kenny Ho Show, 300, the milestone is coming next week. So today is Friday, not this weekend, but somewhere between, I would imagine, anywhere between Monday and Thursday. Should be ready to go. Should be a good time. I make no promises. All right. Until next time, go live life to the Maximoff. Well, if you don't think about this show and the stupid direction they're going in, you can live life to the max amoff. But if you do, it's like, uh, yeah, live to the max amoff. Farewell, comrade.